Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for January 19th, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Got a great show lined up for you tonight as we're going to have a nice conversation about uh, our 2016 mythical national champs, Bishop Gorman with the head coach of the Gales, Kenny Sanchez, who's going to stop by and talk about uh, what has been a, a great run for the Gales under the direction of quarterback Tate Martell, who was a perfect 43-0 as the quarterback of uh, Bishop Gorman. And also on the show, we're going to have uh, a legendary Texas high school football coach, Randy Allen, uh, the uh, captain of the ship at Highland Park in Texas this past season. Uh, coach Allen, who is uh, fourth on the all-time Texas high school football coaching wins list. Coach Allen leading his school to the uh, Class 5A Division One state championship in the uh, state of Texas quarterback on this year's uh, team for Coach Allen was uh, John Stephen Jones. He is the grandson of Jerry Jones and got a lot of uh, publicity after winning the championship uh, there at uh, Granddad's uh, Field, known as Jerry's World. So uh, we're going to have uh, both Coach Sanchez and Allen join us in just a little bit. Uh, some big news, a big rematch coming up in 2017. Part of the Honor Bowl here in Southern California. If you remember from last year, High School Football America having a big hand in bringing uh, IMG out to uh, play in the Honor Bowl, along with uh, we brought out uh, St. Joseph Regional and St. Joseph's Prep. Uh, we're taking all of our uh, re- relationships that we've had through the years. And uh, that game between IMG and Corona Centennial last year was a dandy. Uh, IMG finishing the season number three in our overall national High School Football America rankings, uh, developed with our proprietary algorithm. Algorithm and Corona Centennial finishing the season uh, number 10 in the nation. Both losses uh, by only three combined points. But anyway, that IMG Corona Centennial game was a thriller. 50 49, IMG came out on top. They uh, scored what uh, was uh, appeared to be the game tying touchdown as they were down 49 47 with extra point to come with 12 seconds to go. But uh, Kevin Wright, head coach of IMG, decided uh, you're on the road. You've come all this way from Florida to California. You need to go for the win. And they went for two and they scored the two point conversion. And they're going to re rack this one uh, this year coming up. Uh, the game will be played at uh, Cathedral Catholic uh, down in San Diego. So uh, a big matchup already announced. We're also going to talk to Kenny Sanchez about uh, three big games for Bishop Gorman as they go after. Another national championship, 54 straight wins for the Gales. Uh, This year, they uh, already have scheduled Modern Day out of Southern California with uh, super sophomore quarterback with uh, JT Daniels at the controls. He'll be a junior next year. Also, uh, Gorman next year will play DeMatha. Uh, DeMatha finished number five in our overall national rankings. Modern Day ended up the season ranked number 14. And then there's uh, all-time California power De La Salle also on Bishop Gorman's schedule. So uh, starting to get those out-of-state matchups coming to the fold. Last week we talked about uh, Carmel out of Indiana taking on Trinity out of Kentucky. That's a matchup of 6A champs from uh, those two neighboring states. So uh, looking forward to some more games being announced. We've got a a couple that we already know about. Have to keep it off the record, but uh, some big games coming up 
in 2017. Want to welcome in all of our partners on the show, beginning with Crossover. Get your game da- game film broken down for you in great, great statistical analysis, tendency reports, everything there for you. It's a five-minute demo that will change the way you coach. It will give you a competitive edge. Uh, just go to crossover.com forward slash HSFA to sign up for your demo, or you can get to all of our partners, all of our sponsors, by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com and clicking on on their banner ads. And speaking of a competitive edge, that's what Echo gives you. Instant replay on your sideline just eight seconds after the play is completed. Yeah, if you don't have sideline instant replay, you're you're behind the times. And Echo, the creators of this technology, are just the people to give you that competitive edge, let you make tomorrow's adjustments today. That's their slogan. And it's a good one because the offense uh, was sputtering. You bring them off the field, you show them what happened, and Bingo. Maybe the next time you go out, find pay dirt. Echo1612.com is where you can learn more about Echo. High School Football America also brought to you tonight by our good friends at Southern Sport, the makers of the debris inhibitor razor, the TDI razor, if you will. Razor with a U. TDI razor, R-A-Z-U-R.com is where you go to Get this great-looking spat that keeps those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and gives you that great look of spatting players without the high cost of tape. Over 20 great colors for you. You can get your logos on it, too. Really spiffs up the uniform. HSFA, the special code you can use when you go to uh, TDIRazor.com, and it'll get you a discount on your order. Check them out again at TDIRazor, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Also brought to you tonight by, tonight by the good folks at ScoreStream with us throughout the season, giving you live scores on our state-by-state scoreboards and our top 25 scoreboard. It's a great app that you can take to the game and not only score along so everybody knows how your favorite team is doing, but uh, also you can post photos and videos. You can get it at the iTunes uh, store or Google Play. It's a great, great product. It'll have a lot of you'll have a lot of fun with it at the game. And again, they power all of high school football America's uh, scoreboards when uh, we're in season. And also brought to you tonight by our friends at USA Today High School Sports. Once again, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great. Coverage from around the nation and coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Hey, I want to remind everybody uh, that uh, the coach's job board is pumping along. We've got over 250 active openings on the website. All you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. You'll see in the navigation tab, Coach's Job Board. You can click on that, and you'll see all the jobs. You can search by uh, location, meaning state, uh, even city, if you want to break it down that far, and then also uh, positions, but they're all listed for you nice and neat. It's the easiest-to-use scoreboard in the nation. It's High School Football America's Coach's Job Board, and right there underneath that in the navigation tab is coachesjobboard.com, which has over 100 jobs currently, which uh, are all the jobs outside of high school football. So make sure that you uh, check them out. Uh, and if you want to, uh, if you have an opening on your staff and you want to get it to us and want to have us post it on the website, just email us at jobposting at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, coming up uh, next week, we're going to announce our national coach of the year and our national player of the year, along with our All-America teams. Plus, we'll also be uh, releasing the medium school and small school 
uh, top 25. It's taken us a little bit longer to put that one together, but we uh, like to try and get it accurate to to make sure we place the schools in the right categories. Uh, We've already put out our national top 50. We've mentioned that next year we're going to go to a national top 100. We've done the uh, public school and the private school top 25, so that will be all coming out for you coming up here in the next several days. So make sure you keep checking us out. When we're not on the air, feel free to follow us on Twitter at HSFB America, also on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, again, if you want to just uh, get in touch with us, feel free to uh, email us at Jeff at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Any suggestions for uh, shows coming up, but uh, Got a, got a good couple of weeks here of coaches that had fantastic 2016s that we're going to celebrate uh, those state championship wins. All right, we're going to take our first break, hear from all of our partners, and when we come back, we're going to talk with our 2016 mythical national championship coach. His name is Kenny Sanchez, completes two years as the head coach of the Gales, 30-0, a perfect 30-0. They've won 54 straight. And Kenny Sanchez, when we come back, is going to talk about what was a fantastic run in 2016 and also give us a sneak peek at what's ahead in 2017 from the team from Las Vegas. That and more, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, for the third straight year, USA Today and High School Football America teaming up for great national coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. And speaking of USA Today, the three-time defending national champions are going to be uh, right here at the top of the show. Kenny Sanchez, the head coach of Bishop Gorman. They've won three straight Super 25s. They were the consensus number one this year in all four of the national ranking services, including ours with the proprietary algorithm. And Kenny Sanchez is on the line right now to talk about a fantastic 2016 and look ahead to 2017. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and before we get started here, I'm going to rattle off a couple of numbers. I think most around the nation know it. Uh, You've got 54 straight victories, uh, eight uh, Nevada straight national championships, like I said, the three straight Super 25 championships. But what stands out to me is this year's schedule may have been the toughest you ever had. Three state champions defeated along the way. St. John Bosco here from California, Florida State champ St. Thomas Aquinas in Coco, a runner-up in Kahuku, and then Cedar Hill out of Texas on national TV. They were state quarter finalists this year. I don't know if it's a fair question, but in the run of three straight national titles, um, how does this team stack up as is it fair to compare the three? Maybe, maybe so with Tate Martell at the controls. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to compare because um, a lot of the kids who were on the team this year were also on the team the previous two seasons as well. Um, so you can definitely make an argument for um, this team being, you know, better just on the basis of those kids being older um, uh, than they were their sophomore year when they won their first national championship. Um, uh, I think, believe we had, I want to say five or six that started um, as sophomores on that team and then um you know obviously rose up to be seniors and and do what we did this year so um but then also you know you got to take into account you lose some really good players along the way i know that first year in 2014 um we lost nico Fertitta, who's playing at notre dame as a safety alizé jones is a tight end at safety um nella altakulu who's a you know starting linebacker at fresno state just to name a couple of those guys that you know without them we never could have won all those games um so and then obviously the in 2015 the guys that we lost there as well and um, and then this year the guys that we're going to lose as well so um, I think in, instead of comparing it you know we just um, we're, we're very thankful and um, very blessed to have been in the situation that we were with such great football players and you know and then our role players that have played such a huge part in helping us win all these football games the guys that aren't mentioned the unsung heroes um, we have so many of those guys I mean you know we had 76 kids on the roster and I know that 22 play most of the time but you know without the scout team and um you know everyone always always looks special teams but we were great on special teams this year um we didn't give up a kick return for a touchdown or a punt return for a touchdown um so we did uh, really good things uh, in that aspect so all around i thought it was a very good season i thought this team was extremely extremely good um and uh yeah it's tough to make an argument that yeah. they weren't the best team ever yeah, they they ascended to that over three straight seasons. Uh, Kenny Sanchez, head coach at Bishop Gorman, on the line, thirty and zero in his two years as the head coach, and uh, had the pleasure of uh, watching the big game out here against St. John Bosco, a second half comeback, a big win for you guys. And you know, you talked about the scout team, and one of the things I think you've been on the show three times now, or at least twice, and and you know the the, the coaching staff gets overlooked. And I remember you know watching you guys because I was on your sidelines for the Bosco game. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that staff that you have there because you get a lot of the accolades being the head guy but tell us a little bit about that staff and how important they are to the success of Bishop Gorman yeah well you know being an assistant coach for I think 11 years out of the 13 years I've been coaching I've only been a head coach for two so the majority of my time uh, doing this has been an assistant coach and um, you know so I understand you know how big of a role um, those guys are in the program and ours are second to none uh, I've been with a lot of these guys for almost a decade now so we've had a lot of stability in our staff which is huge um, and those guys do such a phenomenal job not just coaching and teaching but being great mentors to our kids and um, letting them understand um, our, the life lessons the goals that we're trying to teach understand that winning is just uh, you know it's a microcosm of those things it's the little things that add up um, and the winning would take care of itself but yeah those 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 guys are phenomenal. I got a brother who coaches wide receivers. Uh, Craig Campos, our offensive coordinator. His dad coached me in youth football, so I've known him forever. Sean Manor, O line coach and strength and conditioning coach. Him and my brother, oldest brother, were roommates in college, so I've known him since I was in junior high. Um, Scott Cooley, our D line coach, he's been with us for ten years. Um, so that's just to name a few. Um, so we've we, we've been together for a long time and understand each other. And those guys do a great job. And of course, your brother started it all. You were under him, Tony, at UNLV right now, and. Uh... You know, you're 30 and 0. You, you little brother's doing pretty pretty darn good there with that record. Did you guys over the holidays have a chance to talk? Is has he given you a good pat on the back saying, "Add a boy, you did, you're doing well." Uh, what what does he think of what you've done in two years? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Court, we talk a lot. I mean, we have a great relationship um, and uh, always ask him for advice. And, you know, I, I mean, we're just, um, you, you know, our record just, uh, like I said before, it's just the microcosm of doing all the right things. And, I mean, you know, the guy, you know, took the guy I took over for, which is my brother, I mean, six years, um, you know, turned this thing into something that um, we all thought was possible but didn't know if it was and um i knew that when i took over well all of us took over me and the assistant coaches really took over um you know we just knew that we wanted to keep it going the way it was but then also get better that was kind of his his message every year was you know if, if it ain't that old quote if it ain't broke don't fix it and well that's not what what he or i believe in it's you know you break it and then you rebuild it again stronger each year and that's what we try to do and um you know we've had some close games along the way so late luck's been on our side you know the football god's got to be shining down on you every once in a while and got some overtime wins in there and a blocked field goal to you know keep us going so you know it's you know football's been kind to us and you know but at the same time our kids work extremely hard so you know we're just super we're blessed to be where we're at right now we're living the dream right now you know i don't know how long it's going to last but we are living the dream uh, no need to wake up at this point i would say i would say that's the best suggestion kenny sanchez from bishop gorman on the line tonight uh, three-time defense USA Today Super 25 national champs. Uh, like I said, a great schedule this past season. We're going to talk about what you have coming up. I know you talked uh, yesterday about a couple of the teams, but I, I guess the big question is, as you replace the parts, uh, Tate Martell undefeated as a quarterback there, gone. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the guy to take over. I guess we got a little bit of a look at him in the in the state championship game against Liberty. Tell us a little bit about uh, Dorian and, and, and some of the other things that you guys are going to work on uh, during the offseason to get ready for a, a big schedule coming up in 17. Yeah, you know, Dorian's uh, been with us since his sophomore year as well. Um, uh, he's been obviously a backup uh, to Tate, um, which has been extremely helpful, I believe, for him to play underneath, um, you know, a quarterback of that caliber as good as Tate was. And, um, you know, for them to compete each other every, with each other every day, um, you know, it only makes you be- better. It really does. And, and he's been such such a great inspiration to us all for how he's acted and how he's taken um, that backup role. I mean, you know, the kid could start anywhere else in the country. And, um, you know, and, and he really you know, took it upon himself this year to, you know, help the team out any way he could. He played some defense. He played wide receiver for us he made some huge plays especially in that John Bosco game he had two touchdown catches um, but yeah we're not going to skip a beat with him you know he's a phenomenal football player he's a he's a, he's a quarterback that's what he is uh, he's a big strong kid at 6'2 6'3 210 pounds um, he can run really well um, you know he can spin it when he throws it and uh, you know he's got a lot of offers already just you know based off his natural talent so we're looking forward to him you know taking over this team and obviously him being the leader for sure yeah you've got some wide receivers come back tell the the listeners around the nation a little bit of what you have coming back because the cupboard's not bare you'd lose some good parts but it's it's not bare yeah, no, uh, we, we do. We do. We lose a lot of good parts. And like I was was to- talking about a little bit earlier, every year we're going to, you know, every year, you know, they're going to take a big piece of that cake. They're going to graduate and move on. Um, and then it's uh, it's up to the kids and for us to coach those guys uh, in the off season, get them bigger and stronger and, and uh, just next man up and keep it going the right way. But, uh, you know, we got our leading receivers back and Jalen Naylor. Um, he caught, he almost had a thousand yards catching this year. Um, Brevin Jordan, our, um, uh, you know, our leading tight end is back and, you know, he's, he's uh, top 
tied into the country. Um, Rivals has him as that. So um, we, we got some guys back and, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to though building our young kids um, into becoming varsity football players. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're doing here. You know, we're not always just trying to, you know, it's easy to, to, to try and see who the next guy transferring in is or try to <laughs> search for those things are, but that's not the case. That's not reality for us. And um, that's not what we do. What we do is so we can build our freshmen uh, into sophomores, into juniors, and then, and then, and is into great seniors. And speaking of reality, a lot of people got to know you know Tate Martell via Twitter, and I, and I I thought since we have you on here, uh, give, give the listeners a, a look inside of Tate because I spoke to him after the Bosco game, very impressed with his composure, his you know giving credit to Bosco and and, and just all that. What what are some of the things that people should know about Tate Martell aside from you know being a, a prolific Twitter guy? Yeah, no, there's, um, you know, that's and that, that's his own fault because he loves Twitter. So <laughs> he's gonna have to he's gonna have to wear that one, take it on the chin. But he's got no problem doing that. Um, yeah, that, well, he's an extremely good student. Um, you know, he's very well liked on campus by his peers as well as the teachers and administration. Um, he's uh, he's a mentor to not only our younger kids but kids around the community. Um, you know, he helps out of local hospitals and um, in that nature and. and you know he's uh and and the kid is is as competitive as they get um and he is and i've told him before that uh he's the toughest kid i've ever coached um at any position um you know he never for for playing his position and and you know with the, with the things that we do on office as much as he's got to run the ball as well as throw it um he's never gone out of bounds um he's never missed a practice and he's never been too sore to not throw that day or wait for the next day when he feels better so the guy's a uh ex- an extreme competitor with with a lot of toughness uh, you, you, so you're a perfect fit. The, one of the things I love this year, whether it was at Bosco or watching on TV, you like to, to, to get a little excited on the, on the sidelines there. Uh, sometimes I'm thinking you want to slap a, a helmet on there. Is that the case? <laughs> What's that excitement about? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I love the game since I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to sit in a cubicle my whole life. So I don't see the point in being on the football field not being excited. I mean, there's some fun stuff going on out there. You know, I'm not going to – I don't want to keep that in. I don't want our kids to keep it in. I want, uh, I think energy builds upon energy and, um, you know, you got to be yourself. And I, I love being out there and having fun. Shoot, I mean, you know, this life is way too short not to be excited when good things are happening. I agree. I agree with that one. Kenny Sanchez on the line here. Going to wrap things up. A couple of quick questions. Uh, again, great schedule over the last several years on the national scene. I, I hear you got modern day booked. Uh, Bruce Rollinson told me about that. You got DeMatha from Maryland, uh, De La Salle, another good non-league schedule. Tell us about putting it together and how excited you are to face it. Yeah, no, uh, we're extremely excited again. And, you know, just a little history on why we build these out-of-state games. It was never um, to win a mythical national championship. That was never really the case. You know, it was always to just try to build our team to face circumstances that are going to be tough so that we have a greater chance to win a state championship um, because that's really the only thing we can control at the end of the day on the field is a state title um, so every year we just try to reinvent ourselves and um, luckily we were able to play these phenomenal football teams like the Matha Catholic and modern day with Bruce Rollinson that I have tons of respect for because I'm a young young guy who doesn't really know anything right now and he's been around forever and the guy's 
just does nothing but win and, and you know and he's admired among his peers and his players and you know I, so I, I'm super excited to you know to, to play against him and um, and his program and and then Davis South High School we're all from the Bay Area most of our coaches I know you know me as well from Livermore California which is really close to Concord so um, it's fun to go out and play those guys you know they they run the Vera option better than anyone in the country almost and uh, you know so it's it's exciting our kids are excited for it um, you know it's um, it, it it gives you something to look forward to in 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 the off season and, and understand that you know there's no days off I mean we we got back from Christmas break on the Tuesday after New Year's and uh, we were back in the weight room ready to go uh, as those were programs were too because that's what great guys do you know it's um, we're not the only ones doing it um, so we're just understanding that we got a tough challenge ahead of us and um, you know but it's all to make us become great at the end of the day you know well Kenny we appreciate uh, you coming on the show here congratulations on another wonderful year uh, matching up with the Sal they're the LaSalle they're the only other USA Today Super 25 team to win four in a row so maybe you'll be able to get that this year we appreciate you coming on the show and good luck in 2017 okay I appreciate it yep thanks Kenny take care taking a break coming back with more this is High School Football America Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, 
It's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up for great national high school football coverage and coverage specifically from here in Southern California. Check them out at USA Today HSS. Well, we start the show tonight in the state of Texas and going to give you a little bit of a resume of the legend that's going to come on the line here in just a second. Uh, Coach Randy Allen, the uh, Highland Park head coach, leading them to the Class 5A Division I state championship in the state of Texas this past year. Uh, He's been at Highland Park uh, since uh, 1999, a lifetime record at four, four schools of 361 wins only 86 losses and six ties, 208 of those victories at Highland Park, and the last one uh, on the 361, a state championship last year at AT&T Stadium. And Coach Allen's on the line right now to join us and talk about uh, a wonderful 2016, an incredible career that spanned 36 years, and probably a lot of other things, but uh, we can't do that without first welcoming to the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited about uh, being on the program. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, I, I do this whenever I get a coach that's uh, had a pretty good resume. When when you hear things like 361 wins, only 86 losses, a state championship this year, all the kids that you've you know had a had a hand in in, in making better you know student athletes, what what comes to your mind? Do you, do you ever sit back at this point and go, "Wow, that's a lot of victories." <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you never. I didn't start out as a head coach worrying about how many wins I had. I, I started off because uh, in coaching because I had a great head coach in high school. Merrill Green was my head coach, and he made such a positive impact on my life that uh, I wanted to have the same impact on young people, and so that's why I got my degree so I could be a coach. And 
you just, uh, you know, God's just really directed my path, and I've had uh, the fortune of being with some good players and good teams. And, you know, when I look back on my career and, and see the success that our programs have had, I can't help but think that, uh, you know, I'm just so fortunate and uh, uh, grateful that I've had the opportunity to experience a lot of wins. You know, most of the coaches uh, don't have that. You know, mm-hmm. you're not at a program where you can win a lot of football games. You're really struggling to get some programs going. And I think that, you know, God's just put me in a position to where I've had the opportunity to win a lot of football games, and I'm very thankful and grateful. Talking to Randy Allen tonight, the uh, head coach at uh, Highland Park, Class 5A Division One champs in Texas, uh, fourth on the all-time wins list in the state of Texas. And, and Coach, can you take us back, uh, turn the clock back a little bit? Uh, you know, 36 years, you've seen a lot. The sport's changed a lot. What are some of the things maybe you did when you started? And even take us back to an assistant coach, but really specifically when you got your first head coaching job. Is there something in that foundation you built there that carried through through the last three and three plus decades that 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 still continues in 2017 and when you start I when I started my first program it was at Ballinger and I wanted to be a head coach when I was 30 years old and I went into Merrill Green who was I was an assistant coach at Brian High at the time and I said coach will you help me get a head coaching job I don't know how to do it and he said I'd be glad to be a reference for you and so because of his uh, resume and because of his career, I was able to get an interview at Ballinger, Texas, and uh, was hired. And we took over a program that hadn't won uh, in a long time, hadn't been in the playoffs in a long time. And uh, when you're young like that, 30 years old, you think you can turn anything around. And my, our first year, we won our first game and last game. We wound up 2-8, and eight, and I thought I'd made the worst decision of my <laughs> coaching career. I couldn't go back to Bryan High School as an assistant, and nobody would hire me as a head coach at any other school. So I either had to get uh, Ballinger High School going or, uh, or you know, there were no other options. So I started investing in players, and if there's one piece of advice is this. If you take care of the players, they're going to take care of you. If you love your players, they're going to play hard for you. And so I just started taking care of players. I started investing in them. I started spending time and putting personal time into getting to know them and trying to make them better people. And then as a result, they played hard for us. And of course, I had a good coaching staff. And uh, it's, you know, it takes a while to get a culture changed once you get into a new school. And so we changed the culture and they got to where they expected to win. And, and that really got my career off to a great start in Ballinger. Then I had, uh, I don't know if it was a smart decision or not, but I followed Coach Gordon Wood at Brownwood High School. Coach Wood was the winningest coach in in high school at that time, and he had won seven state championships at Brownwood. And, you know, when you follow a legend like that, you can't do anything to exceed the expectations. All you can try to do is meet him, and it was a very tough job. But I did follow him, and he was very nice to me and helped me uh, in my career. And uh, then I, my goal was to go back to my alma mater, which was Abilene Cooper High School. And as a senior at Abilene Cooper, I, we had gotten beat by Austin Reagan in the state championship game 20 to 19. We ran a quarterback sneak on the last play of the game from the one-yard line, and the officials didn't give us a touchdown. And so that kind of stuck in my craw. And so my goal was to go back at Abilene Cooper and win the state championship in 1996. We went back to the state championship game at Abilene Cooper. We were defeated by Austin Westlake, uh, quarterback by Drew Brees. And uh, he had a 
great game. I didn't know how good he was going to turn out to be, but he was a great player. And I had on my team Dominique Rhodes, who went on to play for the Indianapolis Colts and was a great running back in the NFL. And then, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have a goal to come to Highland Park High School, but uh, they called after I'd been at Abilene for eight years, and I came in for an interview, and I didn't know about the great tradition here. I really didn't know much about anything that had to do with Highland Park, even though I had played at SMU, and SMU is only about a half a mile from Highland Park High School. But uh, Scott Smith was the head coach here, and he told me all about the tradition and how they had good players stacked up and that uh, he was able to have – successful career here and uh, that I would have a career here as well as successful career. And so my wife and I took a risk and took this job, moved to Dallas, which I never dreamed that I'd live in Dallas. And uh, the rest is kind of history. We won 200 and how many did you say? 208? 208. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 208 games here. So it's been uh, the best move of my career. I've got three grandchildren going to school in the Highland Park Independent School District and one more in kindergarten. So uh, it's it's been a great move for my family. And, 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 and is it still fresh for you, Coach? I mean, that's uh, the one thing that I love when I get people like yourself on the, the air that have done so <laughs> many. Yeah, that resume is incredible. I mean, how, how do you keep it fresh? Well, that is an excellent question. I'm going to write a book called uh, Coaching Legacy, and then, which I'm going to talk a little bit about reflecting. You know, you, when you ask older people what they do differently, or if they had their life to live over, they would reflect more, uh, they would risk more, and they would uh, invest in things that outlast them. And so, uh, you know, as you look back on your career, uh, you, you realize that you got to keep current. So I always try to go to clinics or spring trainings, and, and I'm always trying to learn more football because football changes. And uh, that keeps me fresh because my wife tells me uh, <laughs> that right after one season ends that I'll sit in a chair with a note, uh, notepad and I'll be watching the – I watch the pro uh, bowl games of colleges. Mm-hmm. And I will take my cell phone and I'll videotape plays off the television <laughs> set that I'd like to run. I have to record it so I can run it backwards. But then I take those plays that I record on my cell phone and put them on the uh, – uh, put them on our video so I can watch them and show the players. And then I put in some and, and they wind up being uh, very effective plays the next year. And then I'll spend time at SMU with Chad Morris and go over his offense. And I, and I look at our personnel to see what formations or what systems best fit our quarterback and our players. And then the other thing is I gave up the athletic directorship. I was the AD and head football coach when I came here, and I was burned out at the end of the year. So set to a point that I told my wife, this isn't any fun anymore. And I'm I'm thinking, you know, unless things change, I don't enjoy it. And she said, well, go to the superintendent and see if he'll let you be the head football coach and athletic boys coordinator and give the AD role to another person. So I did, and the school board approved it. And that taking that workload off of me has made a tremendous difference in my attitude and just my ability to endure the season and the school year and stay fresh. You know, I got to a point where I was so burned out, I lost my sense of humor, and I wasn't looking. You know, I just wasn't enjoying my job, and I, I wasn't taking care of the players like I was supposed to be. And having a less lesser workload where I don't have to deal with all the athletic program uh, has made a huge difference 
in my attitude and my sense of humor and the, the time I have to take care of players. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Randy Allen on the line, head coach at Highland Park, the uh, Class 5A Division One state champs this past season. Talk about that team in just a second, but it kind of dawned on me, Coach, as I was, I was looking at things, and I heard you talk about as a player uh, a, a loss sticking in your craw and, and whatnot. You only have 86 of those. I, I bet you you probably remember more of the losses than the 361 wins. Is that, is that, is that the case? Yes, there's no question about that. Now, here's the thing about coaching in high school. I've only had two years that I've ended on a win, and those have been the two state championship years. The other years I've ended on a loss because we've been in the playoffs and we've lost that last game. And so uh, you think about that last game all year long. I mean, you you don't put it out of your mind. It takes me. Uh, quite a while to where I get over that uh, disappointment and uh, start thinking about next year and get that optimism back. But there's no question, coaches in general uh, think about the losses more than they do their wins. And, and uh, you, you know, I, I've read about a lot of coaches, and part of our motivation is the fear of losing. I mean, we don't want to lose. I mean, we're so competitive that it, it motivates us to spend the time necessary to make sure that our team is so prepared that if it, they have the best chance to win, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Randy Allen on the line, head coach at Highland Park, and you just heard him say uh, only twice in a, a historic career of 36 years has the season ended with a victory. Uh, first one in 05, uh, Matthew Stafford, the Detroit Lions uh, quarterback, uh, was the quarterback of that state championship team. Uh, uh, a young man, John Stephen Jones, who has a little bit of uh, a name recognition. Uh, uh, granddad is the uh, the owner of uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it, it happened this year. So now that you've had uh, about a month or so to reflect on 2016 and that state championship run, what stands out? If I were to ask you, give me a couple of words that um, made the 2016 Highland Park team so good. What what would those words be? What was the kind of the crux and, and the, the real important thing that the listeners around the country need to know about this last year's team? Uh, I think belief. I think our guys believe that we were going to win. I, after we after last football season, I'm talking about 2015, we had a team meeting, and I told them they could win it all. I said, we can win it all if you guys will just put in the work and have the dedication and leadership that you need. We can win it all. And uh, I think they bought into that, and they spent the time necessary working out and dedicating themselves to being a better player, that they built a camaraderie during summer workouts of a a real tight-knit team. And then as the season progressed, uh, we lost the game early in the year and that we should have won. And so we reevaluated and we played, you know, we practiced harder and we eliminated the things that we thought caused us to get beat. Then we win seven or eight in a row and then we got beat the last game of the regular season. And so we came in that Saturday morning after that last regular season game and before the playoffs started and I wrote on the board of our, the scores of all our games, and I said, guys, this is who we are. The games that we won, we won by a lot of points. So that's who we are. We're not the team that got beat last night. And I said, it, it wouldn't matter if we were 8-2 and two or we were 10-0 and 0 going to the playoffs because I've taken 10-0 and 0 teams to the playoffs and gotten beat the first round, and I've taken a 7-3 and three team and gone to the state championship with them. So it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to start the same. What matters is – the team that gets hot this time of year 
is going to be the team that wins the state championship. And people are not going to remember what happened in district. They're going to remember what happened in December when you're in the last two or three rounds of the playoffs. And I said, I want you to put this regular season behind you because we've got to get better. We've got to improve. We've got to practice harder. And as coaches, we owe it to you to work you harder so that you have a chance to win the state championship. And I've got something in your locker to kind of separate the regular season from the playoffs, and I want you to go back there and look at it. Well, we had about $35,000, two new jerseys, the real tight-fitting kind. We had measured them earlier in the year, but didn't have enough money in our budget to buy new jerseys, so our parents raised some money, and without our players knowing about it, we ordered the jerseys. And uh, they went back to their lockers, and you could you just can't imagine the excitement in that dressing room. They started taking selfie pictures of themselves <laughs> wearing their new jerseys, and it made a tremendous difference in, in their attitude about approaching the playoffs. Kids are always kids, aren't they, Coach? It doesn't matter whether it's 2016 or 36 years ago when you became a head coach. Kids get excited about stuff like that. It's great to hear. Randy Allen on the line tonight, head uh, head coach at Highland Park. So, Coach, let's get a couple of names in there. I, I mentioned your quarterback who's coming back, but give give the uh, the, the listeners a, a snapshot. Who were some of the leaders on this team that, that ended up celebrating there at AT&T Stadium back in, in mid-December with you? Well, our defense was tremendous. Uh, there was a game, the first playoff game, we held our op- opponents to 65 yards total offense and two first downs, and we played everybody on our football team. So that's how dominant our defense was. And uh, the linebackers and captains were uh, Bennett Brock and John House and Matt Gam. Matt Gam committed to Virginia uh, early and before the season started, and uh, then the other linebacker was Max Halsenbach and also Marshall Ballard. Our two down, three down linemen were Turner Cox, who's committed to SMU to play football, Luke Blanton, who's committed to West Point, and then uh, our other defensive lineman was Marshall Hammock. And then our secondary just got better and better as the year progressed. We got we at corners. We had three corners: Alex Wazell, O'Neill Sitzer, and George Stewart, who played tremendous. And then our two safeties, Zach Foltz and James Herring, were great run stoppers and pass stoppers. That defense was as good a defense as we've ever had at Highland Park. And then, as you mentioned, on offense, we had a lot of injuries. We had four starters go down. We had our leading receiver, two leading receivers get hurt in the same playoff game. And then we had our uh, two running backs, our leading two running backs, uh, go down in a game. And... uh, so we wound up in the state championship game playing our third uh, running back. But I'll talk about those players here. Uh, of course, a quarterback, John Stephen Jones, at running back, Jack Kosmetsky and Jake, Jacob Urbanzik were our two starters and leading rushers. And after they were injured, a junior named Paxton Alexander came in, and he, in the semifinal game, carried the ball 31 times for 130 yards. And in the state championship game, he carried it 21 times for 140 yards. So he wound up being the ball carrier that we went to when we had to have it in the championship game. Our offensive line was tremendous. We J.D. Beverly was our center. Harrison Mursky, our guard. Uh, Greg Giddens was the other guard. Thomas Shellmeyer, our left tackle. And then uh, uh, Giff Giffen was our right tackle. J.T. Dooley, whose daddy is Derek Dooley, the wide receiver coach at uh, the Cowboys, whose grandfather is Vince Dooley, was one of our receivers. Jack Tui was the other receiver. Hudson Wood was an inside receiver. And then 
The other inside receivers were Parker Alexander and Ryan Waters. Wow. Uh, there's some names of some kids that had a special season in 2016 for Highland Park, the uh, Class 5A Division One state champs in the state of Texas. And uh, was it made? In, yeah, you got a lot of publicity, obviously, around the country. Our, our, our partners at USA Today talked about John Stephen Jones and the relationship between him and his granddad and all that. I mean, did, did, it, did it make it a little bit sweeter to, to have that connection and then winning that gold medal or those gold medals, I should say, at, uh, at AT&T Stadium? Or is it just, hey, you know what, a state championship suite, no matter how you look at it. It was a really, it was a real challenge this year to me as a coach, because I coached quarterbacks as well as one of our coaches, Tristan Weber. And we had two seniors. One was a captain, Michael Clark and Jack Fain. And then we had John Steven, who was a junior competing for the quarterback position. And uh, right before the season, we named John Steven Jones as the starting quarterback after a real close competition. And uh, so having John Steven at quarterback was was uh, very interesting because I had to protect him from the interviews because I knew that the media would all only want to talk about the connection with the Cowboys. They weren't really interested in our football team. And so mm-hmm. I only let seniors be interviewed by the media. So John Steven did not have an interview until the, after the 16th game of the season in the state championship game. He was, was his first interview with the media. I think that was really important for team morale. Uh, and then the, the, it was special because to see the look on Stephen Jones's face when he hugged John Stephen and the mother, Karen Jones, and to see uh, Jerry Jones, the, the excitement and the, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's only, you can only know if you're a parent or grandparent when your child does something or your grandchild does something that you're so proud of. But they were so excited on the sidelines after the game. And, of course, uh, Jerry Jones got to present the Most Valuable Player Award to John Stephen, and that was really special. And he said a couple of things uh, out on the field. He said, you know, winning a state championship at Texas is big, isn't it? And he's looking at me, and I said, yes, sir, it's real big. And he said, that will always be in his DNA. And I said, that's right. He's always going to be a champion. He'll always remember this day. Yeah, I I can only imagine. It's probably a good segue to ask the next question. You know, the pressure you've been around it. Um, you know, how has has coaching changed from a standpoint of pressure? Um, you know, I, I had the the pleasure of going to my first Texas championships back in 2010 and ate a lot of crow. I'm a Pennsylvania boy who's very very proud of where he was from. But you guys do it a little different there. How how has the pressure changed uh, on you as a coach and in your coaching staff over the years? Well, that's a good question, and I don't know exactly. Uh, I mean, every school board and every uh, community, when they hire a head coach, they, you know, they expect to win, but they also expect you to to develop character and be a good man. And uh, sometimes uh, some of the best coaches I know get in situations to where they can't win, and they are fired or replaced. And uh, so there is pressure to win here. And uh, the real challenge for coaches is keeping everything in perspective. It's uh, being able to handle the pressure of of winning by being the best coach you can be and then loving your players. And it's what I said earlier in the the interview is if if you really invest in your players, you love them and you do the best job you can of preparing them, they're going to play hard. And then the results, uh, you know, if you got a good team, you're going to win. And if, if you don't, you might not win, but, you're going to be satisfied at the end of the day that you did your very best and that uh, those kids are better players or better people because they came through your program. 
uh, I think the thing that I've always, you know, you try to win enough games to where you can get trust in the community. And uh, once you develop some credibility and a resume to where people know that you, you want enough that you, you know, you should, you know enough that they can't question what you're doing. Then that puts you in a much more uh, power position and people are less likely to question. But even I've been here 18 years and I've won most of our games and I still get questions. Uh, <laughs> I still get people that, you know, want to know why I'm doing this or why I'm doing that. And so I think the the best thing is, you know, I meet with them and I explain it to them and I try to, keep things documented and I try to be organized to where our players and parents are well, you know, I communicate with them so they know what's going on. Uh, but it's, uh, I think more and more people expect you to communicate with them and they want to know everything about what you, what you do in your program. I have a pre-parent meeting where I try to explain to them what to expect. Uh, but you know, with the internet, the way it is, uh, you know, people are always wanting to know more and more and more about uh, what's going on and, and uh, what you're doing as a football coach and why you're doing it. And I'll just say this, we've probably done as good a job in the state of Texas with uh, dealing with concussions and injuries and things that parents would be concerned about as anybody. Um, we have three full-time trainers at Highland Park. We have three doctors, or as many as five, some games that are on the sidelines. The player gets a concussion or thinks he gets a concussion. He's out of the game, and he's under doctor's care until he's released to the trainers. And then he's got a one-week uh, uh, one where he has to show no concussion symptoms, and then he's gradually let back into the program. Uh, I had a lady who's a scientist at the Brain Health Center come talk to our parents when this concussion issue came up, and I'm meeting with an NFL summit today at 3 o'clock out at the Star with the Cowboys to talk about, you know, how can we keep football uh, the game that it is? How can we keep the game without Mm -hmm. losing, you know, some participation in younger levels because of some of the negative publicity we're getting? Yeah, it's... it's, Go ahead. I've rambled on that question. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> you, hey, that's the great thing about having, you know, when we have somebody like you, we've had a, a who's who list here at High School Football America. And, you know, we, we without people like you, there's no good history there that can te- teach us a little bit about what, uh, what, what made the game great and what we need to do to move forward. And Randy Allen's on the line tonight on High School Football America. A couple of other questions, Coach. And I, I, I just thought of this as uh, you, you said earlier in the, in, in the show about, you know, being an assistant coach and being hired. I, I I, I know you can't do what you do without your 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 staff. I'd like you to talk a little bit about your staff, and then for the, the the young people out there that have played the game and now they maybe want to come into the profession of coaching and all that. What kind of tips would you give uh, a young man out there that says, you know, I, I think I might want to be like a, a Coach Allen and, and do this for several decades? Do you have any nuggets of wisdom for those young men out there and uh, what they should look at coming into the into the profession? Well, you get your teaching certificate in a subject area that you like to teach. And I think uh, teaching is, uh, in our school system, is just as important as coaching. And it takes uh, a great interview with the department chair and a subject area for me to get a coach hired. So first thing I'd say is, you know, pay attention in college to your your, uh, subject area that you love to teach and have a passion for teaching just like you do coaching. The other thing I would say to them is, you know, you got to have the uh, character traits that are necessary 
to be a good coach. And number one is loyalty. And I think as uh, older coaches, we used to hear that all the time, the importance of loyalty. But I'm not sure the young coaches hear that as much. You know, I'll take loyalty over knowledge any day. I can teach a guy the X's and O's, but I can't make him be loyal to me. Mm. And, uh, you know, the integrity, uh, the uh, loving players and having the right perspective on football, uh, those are all very important. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't cuss our guys. You know, we're going to treat them with respect. And and uh, so it, those are the kind of men I look for. I look for guys that uh, – that have those traits. And, and, uh, I, I think the most important thing is getting off to a good start. And, and what you want to do is find a head coach who, who has the same philosophy that you do a philosophy that you can uh, buy into. And it's something similar to the way that you were brought up as a player, because the, the, the head coach that you work under that philosophy of that first head coach will probably become the, the philosophy that 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 the young young coach has when he gets his first head coaching job, and as I mentioned to you, I was really fortunate to have Coach Green as my first head coach, and uh, and I believed in what he did, and I did exactly what he did when I got my first head coaching job. Yeah, uh, you know, success begets success. Uh, last question for you, uh, Coach Allen, is uh, our partners at USA Today wrote a, an interesting story about you back in September. Uh, the, the title was uh, Texas Coaching Legend Randy Allen Has the Best Hat in the Business. Uh, I've seen pictures of you wearing the, the black hat there. Uh, the, it's a la Tom Landry, a la uh, Bear Bryant. Uh, tell us the origins of that hat. Why, why did you start wearing one and what's the significance of it? Well, that's a really good story, and I love to tell it. Coach Landry, uh, of course, was a great role model to all coaches, but especially to Texas coaches. And he was a fellowship of Christian athlete speaker. I remember hearing him in Estes Park, Colorado. He and Roger Staubach gave their uh, Christian testimony. Uh, he was a winner. He won Super Bowls. Uh, I just watched him on the sidelines, and I and I heard him speak, and I just thought, you know, that's the kind of role model that, I want to emulate. And, uh, well, I wore a baseball cap on the sidelines for most of my career. Well, until coach Landry passed away, when he passed away, I decided to wear a fedora in his honor the next year. So his wife, Alicia Landry had gone to Highland park high school and many of his grandchildren had gone to school here. So there was a connection Mm. with coach Landry and Highland park high school. So I wore the fedora, and we had a good season, and, and I wasn't going to wear it the next year. It was just going to be a one-year deal. And we were playing a team called Lancaster in the first game the next year, and we were favored to win. They had lost about, I don't know, 10 games in a row, and so we were highly favored to win. And we played at their place, and I wore a baseball cap, and we got beat, or we were beating that game. And so the next Monday night at Booster Club, everybody's got a reason why we got beat. You know, we played on grass. We missed three field goals. We had some players out because of the discipline reasons and all that. And then after they had said their what they thought was the reason we got beat, I said, no, the reason we got beat is in this box. And I had that fedora in a box. And I opened <laughs> the box and I said, it's because I didn't wear my fedora. Uh, so I'm going to wear the fedora from now on. We went on about a 12-game winning streak after that. And so I've been wearing it ever since. <laughs> That's a wonderful and, uh, story. <laughs> and it's really to honor Coach Landry. And you can't imagine how many people 
Well, even around AT&T Stadium on the highway, uh, they'll have pictures of his fedora, and there's a statue at AT&T Stadium of him wearing his fedora uh, with his arms crossed. And uh, the other day, Gil Brandt gave me a copy of what he has in his arms in that statue, and it's it's a game plan. Oh. And he actually gave me that game plan that Coach Landry has under his arms in that statue. So uh, it's it's – you know, his name is still very alive in Dallas, Texas, with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And when you go watch the Cowboys play and you see pictures of the old Cowboys, you'll see Coach Lander in that fedora, and it brings back all those great memories of those Cowboy teams. Yeah, no, absolutely. As you were talking about that, I was actually in my mind's eye there thinking about Coach Landry on the sidelines. And the last question is probably one you get a lot. Maybe it's fair, maybe it's unfair, but you said you like to sit down after the season's over. You ended with a win and start thinking about 2017. How much longer are you going to do this, Coach? You're still a young man, but how much longer are you going to keep at the job of being a high school football coach? My best friend in coaching is Jimmy Keeling, and Jimmy Keeling was the head coach at Hardin Simmons University, and he coached till he was 75 years old, and uh, he was still energetic and said he could have gone longer. And uh, so, you know, I'm not nearly that old, so uh, I think there's still some years in me, and uh, I just take it one day at a time. And uh, the thing that I know is that, you know, it's it's why I was made. It's why it's what I do. It's my mission in life is to work with these young people, and uh, I just can't see myself doing anything else or ha- doing anything that would have more impact than what I'm doing right now. And I I just enjoy it and want to continue doing it. Well, I believe in following your passion. It sounds like you've done that. Congratulations, Coach, on not only an outstanding 2016, but an outstanding uh, three-plus decades of leading uh, student-athletes. And we just appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your wisdom. We appreciate you being on here. And uh, good luck in 2017. Sounds like the blood's already kind of stoked up and ready to go. So thanks for joining us on the show, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Taking a break, coming back with more. This is High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, 
you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show. We want to thank our guest, Kenny Sanchez, head coach at uh, Bishop Gorman, 2016 High School Football America, mythical national champs, and uh, Coach Randy Allen from Highland Park in Texas. Uh, appreciate both of them taking the time to come on the show tonight. Don't forget, while we're away and off the air, follow us and all the news from around the nation on Twitter at HSFB America. That's our handle. Also on Facebook and on Instagram. Make sure you patronize all of our partners here at High School Football America. Just go to 
the website at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, get your free demo from Crossover uh, by clicking there. Uh, check out Echo Instant Replay for you, uh, Southern Sport, USA Today, and uh, ScoreStream, all great partners of us here at highschoolfootballamerica.com. All right, and don't forget, uh, if you have some staff openings, if you're a district official and you're looking for a head coach, make sure you write us at jobposting at highschoolfootballamerica.com so we can post the job for you. 250 openings currently up on the board. We've uh, put up about uh, 3,000 plus over the last uh, two and a half years and uh, coachesjobboard.com also uh, up and running now with about 100 coaching openings outside of football. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America, America's premier year-round high school football talk show. We'll talk to you next week.